We are here to celebrate Christmas, amen? Today's sermon title is Christmas Lights, and we're so excited. Uh, Christmas Lights, you know, uh, this time of the year, you look around, you drive around, there's Christmas lights everywhere. Isn't it great? You know, it, it's this time of the year where the days are the shortest, right? It was yesterday, it was the winter solstice. It was the shortest amount of daylight that we're going to have for the entire year. And so all of these Christmas lights that we see around brighten the world around us, right? How many of you like Christmas lights, right? When the kids were little, and we still even do this now a little bit, you know, we used to take the kids after Christmas Eve service, and we, or Christmas Eve service or Christmas Eve dinner, and we used to drive through the neighborhoods and look for Christmas lights to see because they're cool, they're bright, they're nice. You know, it makes this dark season just a little bit easier to bear, amen? And in the same way that those Christmas lights light up the night of the world around us, Jesus is the light of the world, and he lights up your life and this dark world in which we live. Amen? How many of you would say that the world is growing increasingly dark? There's always, you know, there's always something else going on, but Jesus is the light, and that's the little tag here, the true light which gives light to everyone, and that's Jesus. And so here's the scripture that that comes from. It's John chapter 9, John chapter 1, verse 9. The true light, Jesus, which gives light to every man coming into the world. So Jesus is the true light. He came into the world. He was born a baby, born a virgin, born, born of a virgin, born in a manger. He was God in human form, God in the flesh, God with us, Emmanuel. He is the true light that gives light to every single one of us. Jesus is the light. And the glorious thing is that he shares his light with us. He gives it to us so that we can have his light in our life. John 8 verse 12 says this. It says, then Jesus spoke to them and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life. When we choose to follow Jesus, he shares his light with us. We no longer walk in darkness, but we have the light of Christ. The light of Christ shines in our heart. It shines through our life. It shines through everything that we do. And we begin to see the world differently because the light of Jesus Christ that's within us. Jesus came and made this uh, audacious declaration. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the one who gives the world light. It's just like the sun. The sun lights up our world. And in the same way that the sun lights up our world in the natural, Jesus lights up our world in the spiritual. He lights up our spiritual life. He lights up our spiritual man. And so with the light of Jesus shining brightly in your heart, your life will be transformed. We can have peace in the midst of the storm. We can have joy in the midst of the trial. We can have all of the desires of our heart. We can have the fullness of life that Jesus promised us. It's ours if we will receive the light of Jesus Christ. Matthew 6, through 23 says this. It says, The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? 
light and dark is very interesting. And so Jesus said that the light has power over the darkness, and it does. And so imagine, if you will, inside this closet over here, right? There's a closet there in the corner. There is complete darkness. There's no light in that closet. There's not a light switch in there. You can't turn on the light. There's, there's, I guarantee you that there's no light in there. If you were to go in there and shut the door, it'd be completely dark, except for maybe a little bit of light streaming in from this room. Complete darkness. And so if we were to open that door of complete darkness and let it flood this room, the light in this room would not change at all. The darkness has no power over the light. But when we open that same door, the light that's in this room suddenly floods that room, and you can see there's, I forget how many, six tables and a couple ladders and things in that closet. And so as soon as you open the door, the darkness is dispelled. The power of darkness is broken. The light has power over the darkness, and the darkness has no power over the light. And so when we invite Jesus into our life, when we get Jesus into our life, Jesus has the power over darkness just that same way. And so when we've, invite, and when we've invited Jesus into our life, he has the power to push away every dark thing in our life. We have to trust him to do that. He has the power. He has the power. We have to believe it. We have to receive it. The darkness has no power over the light that is in me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is the light of Christ than the darkness of this world. Light dispels darkness. It chases it away. When we choose light, the darkness has to go. What's on the inside of you today? If we were to self-examine ourselves, if we were to take a, a, a little test and run an x-ray, spiritual x-ray, What's on the inside? Is it more light or is it more dark? Or are we somewhere in between? Are we running on, you know, one candle, one foot candle? Or do we have a million foot candles burning on the inside of us? When Jesus comes into our life, he is the light and he shines and he dispels the darkness. Matthew 5, 14 says this. It says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Once we have the light that comes from Christ, it's our responsibility to share that light with others, to let our light shine before men. And why? What's the purpose behind it? That others might glorify God as well. That others could see the light of God that is in us and that they would say, hey, there's something different about that guy. Hey, there's something different about that woman. Hey, there's something different about this person. There's a light coming from them. There's something about them and I want it. I want what it is. And it's God and they'll discover that it's God and they'll give glory to God in the same way that we do as Christians. Amen? People are going to see the light. You've probably had this happen to you where, you know, you've walked through the store, you've walked through the mall, and people have said, hey, there's something different about, about you. Maybe you're not a Christian here today, and you've seen people like this, and you've noticed them. There's something different about you. Even in Christian circles, we'll, we'll meet different Christians, and, and suddenly there's one Christian or another. We're like, well, there's something different about you. It's the light of Jesus Christ shining through them. 
And it's our responsibility once we become Christians to shine that light that others would see, to shine that light that God has given us so that others could accept the light of Christ as well. John 1 says this. Now, this is the same scripture that we read at the beginning, uh, the true light that gives light to all men, but it's, I've expanded it so that we're reading a few more verses. It says, uh, John chapter 1, starting in verse 6, it says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John, John the Baptist. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He was John the Baptist. This man came, as a, came for a witness, to bear witness of the light which is Jesus Christ, that all, everyone in the whole world, might believe through him, that everyone in the whole world, through him, might believe in Jesus. John the Baptist came as a witness to Jesus to say, Jesus is the light. He is the true light which is coming into the world, so that the whole world had the opportunity to believe through him. He, John the Baptist, was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light, that the true light, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. Jesus Christ, the true light, John the Baptist, came as a witness that the true light, Jesus Christ, Jesus born in a manger, Jesus born of the Virgin Mary, Jesus the son of Joseph, Jesus the carpenter, Jesus that would come and that would die on the cross, This Jesus was the light of the world. He is the light of the world. And he came into the world to share his light with us, to give his light to us that we no longer have to walk in darkness, that we no longer have to take this world as it comes. We don't have to accept the darkness of this world. We have the light of Christ on the inside of us. And we can have joy where there's trials. We can have peace where there's storms, where there's, where there's anything but peace. We can still have peace. Because of Jesus Christ, it's him who comes and changes our life. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he, be, he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Jesus Christ, the word made flesh, God eternal, dateless, was born in human flesh. He was born as a baby. And he grew The Bible tells us, in wisdom and stature with men and with God. He grew up, he lived a sinless life. And he came and he did that to pay the price for you and for me. 2,000 years ago, he was born in a stable, born in a manger. He was born God in the flesh, He was born Emmanuel. He was born God with them. And he was born Jesus. Jesus, our Savior. His name literally means Savior. He was born to die. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. 
He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. We all have the choice to receive Christ in our lives, to, be, to become sons and daughters of God. This is a, a choice, this is an option given to every single person on the earth. When we, we can choose to welcome the light of Christ in our life, we no longer have to walk in darkness, but are welcomed to walk in the light. Jesus paid the price. See, there was a problem with the world, and the problem was sin, and that same problem exists today. But what happened was Jesus came, he was born as a baby, he lived a sinless life. He lived a life without sin. And then he died on the cross and his blood was shed for you and for me that our sins might be forgiven, that we might have fellowship with God, that we might have the ability to enter into the presence of God. We have the right to make this choice to accept him or to not. And when we do, we will no longer suffer the consequences of our sin. When we accept Jesus, we will no longer suffer the consequences of our sin. He takes and pays the penalty for what we owe. There's nothing that we can do in ourselves that could ever pay for the sins that we've committed, me or you or anyone. We could have led the best life and just sinned once, and we still have nothing to pay for that one sin. There's nothing we could do. All the good works in the world won't pay for even just one sin. It's only the blood of Jesus Christ that covers our sin. Jesus paid the price, uh, not only that we get to go to heaven when it's time, but we get to live in the light of Jesus Christ here and now. Amen? We get to live in the gloriousness of the kingdom of God here and now, where this light has power over darkness. Every human being needs what Jesus is offering. Every human in all humanity, from the time of Christ, from the time of Adam, all the way through until the end, we all need what Jesus is offering. Everyone needs this. Is there any reason why you wouldn't accept this today? If you have never accepted Jesus Christ into your life, if you've never made Jesus Lord and Savior of your life, I want to invite you to do that today. If, you, if that's something that you want to do, I just invite you to pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, I have sinned, and I ask that you would forgive me of my sin. I pray that you would come and live inside my heart, that you would shine your light on the inside of me, that you would help me to live for you and to follow your commands all of the days of my life, that I might shine your light before others, that they too might glorify you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer today, let the light of Jesus shine in your heart for the first time. I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, check it on your Engage card. On your Engage card, there's a spot here. It says, today I follow Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life for the first time. And so if that's you, you prayed that prayer today, I'm going to ask you to check that box. Uh, when you do check that box, I'm going to drop something in the mail that better explains the decision that you've made. The second thing is that if you check that box, you need to find a church. You need to find a good church where they preach the, preach the gospel. If you're here today, if you live close by, we'd love to have you here. If you're from out of the area or, you know, 
you don't like me or somebody, then find another church. I'm okay with that. Listen, if you have made a decision to follow Christ, one of the most important things for you to do is to find a church. Find a church that preaches the gospel and find a church where you can plug in. Find a church where you can belong and begin to serve God. Because as we do that, as we find people to encourage us in our walk with Christ, the light will shine in your life. You will have joy in the midst of trials. You will have peace in the midst of the storm. But we don't get there on our own. We have to join ourselves with a group of believers. It's called the church. So you need to find a church. This Christmas, as we make our way through the hustle and bustle of the season, make a commitment with me. Whether you've prayed that prayer today for the first time or whether you've made that prayer, whether you prayed that prayer 50 years ago, make this commitment with me that you'll shine your light everywhere you go, that you'll shine your light in everything you do. And you know, it's real simple sometimes. My wife and I were going shopping the other day, and as we were headed out in the car, we pulled out of the driveway, we were headed down the road, I don't know exactly, I don't even remember what store we're going to, you know, and we're headed down the street, and we just prayed, and we said, God, fill us with your presence, fill us with your light, that when we are out in the midst of shoppers who are stressed out and, you know, anxious because they don't know what they're going to buy, because they haven't made the plan, because they haven't made the grocery list, because they haven't, right? I mean, there's a million reasons for us all to be stressed, because the gift didn't come in from FedEx, because, you know, somebody lost it. It got dropped off on the wrong doorstep. That as we're in the midst of these people who are stressed out over whatever, let us be the light that would bring peace, that would bring peace to another. So as we go, as much as we are going because we have something to do, Shine your light. Bring peace into a stressful situation. Bring joy into a trying situation. Be the light of Christ to a dark world. They need you now more than ever. In the same way we need Christmas lights now more than ever because it's December 21st, it's, December, it's, the, it's the winter solstice, and it's dark out more than it's light out. We need those Christmas lights. People need your light of Jesus that's on the inside of you at Christmas time. They need your light. And so let it shine. Let it shine for the whole world to see. This Christmas, let's remember to celebrate Christ. It's his birthday, and we get the best gift. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word, and God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the fact that you came and you died on the cross for us, for my sins and for yours, for my sins, for our sins, God. And God, we just pray that as we fellowship with you in the coming days and fellowship with others in the coming days, that the light that is on the inside of us would flow, that it would flow into all the world, that it would flow into every heart. God, that we could be the light that you have and we could shine it for others to see that they would glorify God as well. God, that it wouldn't be about me, about us. It's all about you, Jesus. And God, this Christmas, as much as we, we have to get the Christmas ham and we have to get the perfect gift and we have to have X, Y, and Z, God, let it be about Jesus. Let it be about what you've done for me and what you've done for others, Lord. God, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'm going to invite Pastor Tom to receive the offering.